it's like roulette. It's like, what Denny did we get this week? He could win it, or is he going to make a mistake on pit road? What could happen? Pretty much anything when it comes to the 11. Hey, race fans, welcome to a very special episode of Backseat Drivers, not only because it is officially now Memorial Day, we are into the wee hours of the morning, but also because we are here at Charlotte Motor Speedway following a very exciting Coca-Cola 600, a crown jewel for our sport. I'm with Kim Kuhn and Mamba Smith atop the pit suites. We wrapped it up. It was a solid day, and uh, Denny Hamlin gets the win. The Toyota showed out not only in qualifying, but also when it came to the end of the Coca-Cola 600, and a lot of cautions for us today. Um, but it was the 11 that came out on top. I tweeted it out right after the race. This is some of the best racing I've seen at Charlotte Motor Speedway in the Coca-Cola 600 in a very long time. So we're going to say, do we disagree or agree with that, Kim? I absolutely agree. This was from start to finish exciting racing. We saw passing. Obviously, whatever the track surface was doing was great, whether it was the tires, also the new car. Whatever was happening was fantastic. Because you rewind to last year, mm -hmm. no offense to Larson, but he led, what, 327 laps of 400? Mm -hmm. Too many. This was traditional Charlotte racing, especially Coca-Cola 600 racing, a race of attrition. Which machine and which man could last the longest? We got that here tonight. Not only that, we had great truck racing on Friday, great Xfinity Series racing with Al Geyer and Barry going head-to-head. -head. I loved what I saw this weekend. A+. Plus. A+. Plus. I'm, I'm all for a good butt whooping that Josh Berry put on on Saturday. Like, that's cool. When you dominate like that, that feels really good. But if I'm going to watch 600 miles of racing, I want to see 600 miles of side-by-side -side racing. And we got that. We had comers and goers. The end of the race, absolutely bonkers. We thought that it was going to be between Larson and Briscoe. Here they are, two dirt guys. They're going to throw sliders in one and two. Briscoe ain't going to quite make it. And then he really didn't make it. And the caution comes out. Well, that just threw the whole thing out the window because they decided they're going to go four wide coming out of four, Ooh. coming to the white. And as a child, that's all I've ever wanted to see was that picture. I just wish it was for the checkered instead of the white. But the end of it was still fantastic. Shout out to the Toyotas. Thank you for making me look smart. Me and Kim were talking before the week started. I said, I think you should pick a Toyota. By the way, I picked Larson and... He, 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 but he didn't he, get one of the he didn't get the crown jewel. No, but he yeah. he rebounded after a rough start and was in contention at the end. He, he was in contention, but he didn't win. Shout out to you, Toyota. Also, well by the done. way, AD. I know oh, he yeah. wrecked out. Let's yeah. just give a little a little shout high out. five shout out to AD for that run at the end. It was fantastic. Yeah. All right. Well, we did have a lot of cautions. It was the second most we've seen in a Coca-Cola 600 in NASCAR history. And it made for a long night and a long race, but an exciting race if you were watching. And there were two cautions that maybe changed the game a little bit. There was the big one on lap 191, which took out the 6, uh, the 12, the 23, the 24, the 45. You want me to keep going? I can keep going. Uh, and then we also had the caution on lap 346, which is where Chris Buescher um, just saw the stars and the ground and the stars and the ground. Uh, but a, a, a lot to digest from those two. Which one had the greatest impact on the race? Uh, I'm going to go with the last one. No. The, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's okay. The wrong answer. That's the, the wrong the, answer. This is why I'm going with the last one because there were four freaking wide coming to the line and they all wadded it up. There was like four cars the, left. No, there was the actually one. 19 left at the time. <laughs> Okay. 19 of what, 37 or 8? <laughs> yeah. 
It does not matter. What and how many were on the lead lap? What matters is we didn't know who the leader was until the smoke cleared, and I thought maybe the 42 was going to come out with the lead, all the way from 19th. I didn't know who was going to have it. It turned out the 11 was there, and you knew the one was in it, and then you realized he had too much damage, still tried to continue. Shout out to Ross Chastain for pulling off, getting into turn one, and we realized it wasn't going to turn. That, that wreck decided who won the race. It literally did. The early wreck decided who didn't win the race. So it arguably had more of an effect. Blaney took out himself. He took out, Alex went over the list, the 45 of Kurt Busch. Toyota's a fast, you just said it yourself. Yeah. Uh, the 23, he also had a great race up until then. Uh, the 24, qualifying. certainly, mm -hmm. any of those four drivers could have won at the end had that wreck not happened. Right, but the man that made it through the last wreck know, is the one I who know. made the race, and he actually made it through the first wreck too. He so did, how about yeah, that? I he will give you that. I will give you that, that Denny, it was, it's a race of attrition. He did make it through that first one. He survived. All right, a really good night for Denny Hamlin. Where does he rank on your power rankings right now? Because it's been kind of a question mark where the Toyotas are concerned through the first half of the season. And we were wondering when Denny was going to show up. He gets a win at Richmond. Now he gets this one. So, Kim, where is he in your power rankings? I mean... Anyone without Chris Gaypart. Yes, no crew chief. That's true. I, I do think that the Toyotas and JGR are kind of flipping the switch a little bit. I think we might see them get a little more hotter mm -hmm. or maybe at least warmer than they have been slowly but surely they've they've been showing up more so than they did at the beginning of the season in terms of power rankings i still don't know that i put denny like what does that look for i'm just wondering where you're gonna put him i'm just i'm just you know do you think he's still not like at the top top for me okay, okay. like i look at top william eight? top eight denny's top eight okay. but i look at like william byron and ross chastain the other drivers who have two wins on the season i definitely put them above denny only mm. because i feel like we're consistently seeing them have good races, be competing for the win at the end. Whereas Denny, it's like roulette. It's like, what's going to happen this race? He could win yeah, it. What, what Denny he did could, we get this week? Yeah. yeah. What Denny did we get this week? He could win it. Or is he going to make a mistake on pit road? What could happen? Pretty much anything when it comes to the 11. Uh, power rankings on speed. They're definitely flipping the switch. We've seen 23-11. They had a lot of speed. I know, you know, before this week, me and Kim were talking about who we thought was going to win. I was like, I'm pretty, I'm going with a Toyota. And they showed out. Thanks, boys. They By the way, out. I picked Larson, who did show up at the end. He, he but, rebounded. But, but a Toyota did win the hardware. So I will take that. Uh, but, no, I think the 11 is starting to turn a corner. I think the 18 was there. The 20, I think, finished in the top mm -hmm. five as well. Like, there is some speed coming out of the Toyota camp where we definitely were worried about it before. And I will say, we talked about it earlier in the year, there was gonna be these times during the year. People were gonna get hot, and they were gonna get hot for a few races in a row, but we didn't know how long that was gonna last or where it was gonna come from, mm -hmm. and they're hitting it right now. Well, two drivers who have yet to get that first NASCAR Cup Series win, and they are hoping that the summer <laughs> will be hot for the 99 and the eight. Uh, the 99 of Daniel Suarez has been so close. Had a lot of speed here tonight in the Coca-Cola 600. And then Tyler Reddick, I don't know what more you can say about the eight. He has been right there all year long and just cannot find victory lane. We've seen a lot of drivers struggle to get that first monkey off of their back and that first win. So we're posing the question, who wins first, Tyler Reddick or Daniel Suarez? Oh, you came to me. Yeah, yeah I, I was like, you I should really come in here first. I hope not.
Um, look, so in, in my mind, Ty, I know it didn't go down like that in the record books, but Tyler Reddick has a win. It is, he won at Bristol, and it just didn't, it, he had it. He didn't win, obviously, but he had it. It was his. I'm going to go with Tyler. I told him today that I wasn't going to keep picking him because I felt like I was jinxing him, and it didn't matter. I still ended up jinxing him by even giving him good luck. So I think Reddick is going gonna, is gonna to get that win before Suarez. However, I do think if it wasn't for Larson being behind Suarez at Fontana, mm -hmm. he would have won that race, yeah. too. This is a hard one. Mm. I kind of want to agree that it's going to be Reddick first, but I think collectively Trackhouse is trending better than RCR. And so I, yeah. I'm i inclined to think Suarez just because collectively, and they've talked about this like one-shot mentality. Now, does Chastain's success kind of hinder Suarez? Did he get his, right. Does he get in his own head? But. I'm gonna disagree. I'm gonna say Suarez. Yeah, it Suarez is, gets it first. Look, I mean, like, it's it, not, it really split down the middle. Yeah, and it's not hard to think that it would be Suarez because Trackhouse has had speed, and Suarez, honestly, week in and week out, has been towards the top of the yeah. pylon and in front of the eight. So, like, that's not a stretch. I just feel like the eight really got one stolen from him, and his is gonna come first. Yeah. Okay, so not who wins first. Let's now. I want to ask another question. Do they both get wins this season? Yes. Oh. I had to think about it for a minute. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. If we're talking the entire season, not just the regular season, like the entire rest of the season, including the playoffs, yes, they will both each get a win mm. at some point. Okay, I like it. I agree with that. I think yeah. both the 99 and the 8 are in victory lane. Um, all right, well, Mamba brought up this driver at the end. We didn't even know if the 47 had made it through a couple of these <laughs> cautions. And My Ricky God. Stenhouse Jr. ends up um, with another solid day for himself. But he positioned himself, you know, over the last couple of weeks for a pretty strong summer and maybe to make that playoff push. So, is Stenhouse in your playoff 16, Kim? They have been making this kind of charge lately. The last, like, four-ish races mm -hmm. since Dover, really. Top tens. Yeah, top tens. They've been building on the program they have. Does that mean I think they get a win before the end of the regular season? I don't think so, with the exception of Daytona. Again, we've talked about it in prior weeks. I think... Ricky's shot at winning and getting in the playoffs is when we go to Daytona in the summer. Uh, watch out for that 47. They are the there's, little engine that could. That's there's all just I've too got to many good cars that. out there. There is good cars, but guess what? They are now one of those. Okay, where does cars. he win? Oh. Where does he win? It could be Atlanta. Dega. Uh, but Atlanta's kind of like a super speedway now. But without you just asked, I just gave you an answer. Okay. Look, look, all look. Right. He was so fast there, and they blew a tire, and True. he was, while they were leading, I would watch out for that. Honestly. I'd start to look out for them week in and week out. They're trending right. And it started at Dover, like you guys just mentioned, which is a mile and a half and very different. And it's been, they made it into the all-star race. They ran well here and they're running well. They're not just like finishing well, they're running well. And they've kind of had good speed all year. Mm -hmm. They just wrecked a lot of cars. Yeah. yeah. And now that they're not, they're getting full races. I would work out for the 47 and getting a win and being into the playoffs. <clears throat> Bring back the mullet. Yeah. Now you look good. You look He's good. He's like high and tight right <laughs> nah, now. Nah, man. Bring Slide job ranch looks real good with that high and tight. <laughs> All right. Rapid response time powered by Five Hour Energy. This is obviously a crown jewel for our sport. It's the home racetrack for a lot of these race teams. It is America's home for racing. It's Charlotte Motor Speedway. And then you have the pageantry and the tradition of this race. Memorial Day weekend, we get to honor those that have paid the ultimate sacrifice for our freedom here. And it's really the reason that we get to race. So what's your favorite tradition 
of the Coca-Cola 600, Kim? Has to be running fallen service members' names on the cars and bringing the Gold Star families here. And I didn't really realize that was my favorite until earlier today when I was interviewing uh, Lacey Evans, mm -hmm. who was a grand marshal, and I asked her, it was her first race ever, and I said, well, have people given you tips who you're gonna cheer for? And she's like, there are names on every single one of these cars. So this is a race where you literally cheer for every Everybody. single yeah. car. And that's I think cool. that's so cool. And such a unique aspect about the Coca-Cola 600 is that you are cheering for every car because they're running a special name on it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's such a cool race. Mm -hmm. uh, the paint schemes, it goes into the night and we get to Into the celebrate. night. We're into into the, the morning. We might be rolling into the morning. But we just the get to afternoon at this rate of Memorial Day. We get to celebrate so many different things and so many people and the families. And you know, my family, both my grandfather, my dad, and my mother all are military service hmm. uh, people, which is just super cool. I would get to wear uh, their dog tags this week oh, and, awesome. and honor them. So I, my favorite thing is when we stop at, at halfway. When you do the moment end of silence, of two, yep. at the end of stage two, we stop at halfway, we give them that time mm -hmm. and give everyone that time to think about what this day really means. Because it's super important to do that with your people and with your community. And we just did it here at the Coke 600. So that's my favorite part. Yeah, I will say there are a couple races throughout the season that when you're pulling into the racetrack, you have these moments of like, wow, this is a job and I really get to do this. For me, born and raised in the Charlotte area, there is no other race besides my home track when it comes to giving me goosebumps when I pull in. And then you just have pre-race ceremonies, goosebumps the whole entire time. The flyover, goosebumps the whole entire time. Moment of remembrance, we see you know all the fallen service members that are on the windshields of the cars. It's just one of the greatest spectacles in sports for me. But uh, I'm gonna go with the flyover. I'm a big flyover gal, I always record yeah, them. It's this huge, I, it looks like a whale up in the sky. Yeah. I don't even know yeah. what the exact, but it, it's like the mix between a plane and a helicopter, it's insane. Um, so that's my favorite part of it. Well, Chase Briscoe has been caught up in several messes towards the end of the races. And two that I'm looking at for the 2022 season, obviously who can forget Bristol Dirt and the uh, chaos that flew up with he and Tyler Reddick in the eight. And now tonight uh, racing against Kyle Larson. So this is kind of a reputation that Chase Briscoe has built up a little bit. I'm looking back even as far as the Indy Road Course with Denny Hamlin mm -hmm. uh, last season. So how do we feel about the reputation that Chase, is it a reputation that he's built up? I think so. I think once you hit number three of yeah. <laughs> a similar behavior, it certainly is a trend, a reputation. So if you're a fan, it makes for exciting racing. Yes, checkers or wreckers. Love seeing Chase Briscoe do what he does if I'm a fan. If I'm a driver, I am saying far away from Chase Briscoe. You mentioned it, Denny Hamlin, Tyler Reddick. Oh, tonight, Kyle Larson. Again, if the laps are winding down and Briscoe is in earshot, mm -hmm. be warned. Watch out. Run away. Look, you can't, you can't be driving AJ's 14, Tony Stewart's 14, and have a shot at the win no, and not be live. doing it. I'm sorry, Clint. I know. Listen, I love Clint. I got love for Clint, but he ain't, on, he, ain't on the, he ain't on those three boys' level. That's all I'm saying. Look, you can't, like, he's, you got to be a guy. You got to be going after it, and that's what he does. And he also has a little bit of a chip on his shoulder because you got to remember, he comes from humble beginnings. Sure. and. He doesn't know if he's gonna, how long this is gonna last. So he's getting it all 
while he can right now, and I love it. And it's something. If you're a driver, they're racing him. You love it. I well, if I'm a driver. Tyler race, Reddick, do you love it? If I'm a driver racing the 14, I better not let him get a slide job at me. That's all I did. But I'll tell you what, I'd rather the 14 behind me than the 22, because I know the 14's going to feel a little bad about it. The 22 <laughs> does not care one iute if he wrecks me or not. No, so, he doesn't. there's that. All right, well, it provides some good racing, so Every I time. guess. Yeah, if you're, if you're a fan and you're watching, it's fantastic. We'll talk to, we'll talk to Smoke, see if he's okay with it. He's the one foot in the bill over there. Um, all right, well, <laughs> we are heading to a new venue for the NASCAR Cup Series this upcoming weekend. So here's what to expect. Presented by BetMGM, we are heading to Worldwide Technology Raceway. Did I get that right? Say that five yes. times fast. Say it five times fast. <laughs> yeah. There are some drivers, however, in other NASCAR series that have raced there before that have wins um, at WWTR. Uh, so <laughs> let's, let's talk through these. We have uh, Truex who won the Xfinity race back in 2004, Kyle Busch who won the Xfinity race back in 2009, and Brad Kozlowski who won the Xfinity race back in 2010. Out of those three drivers, who's top of the pyramid that can win? Uh, I'm not gonna put Brad in there. Not gonna do that. Uh, I'm gonna go with Truex. Okay. Um, he needs, they need to get a little pep in their mm -hmm. step. He needs something I'm like that. I'm surprised he hasn't he hasn't made uh, yeah, lane. yeah, and this is a short track, and it it, it is a short track. Mm -hmm. It races like an odd one, but it is a short track, and he's got a short track, so I'm gonna go with Truex. For oh, me, no. no, but for me, it's, it's between be it's between Kyle Busch and Martin Truex Jr. I'm sorry, Brad. Um, I'm gonna go KB. If if I'm looking at those three guys, who's finishing the highest yeah. out of the three? KB all day, every day. Yeah, I agree with him. I'm going with Kyle Busch uh, there. I think he's shown a lot of speed over the last couple of weeks. I think he's edged out his teammate, Martin Truex Jr., a little bit. Sorry, Brad. We love you, but you're not in it for us. Um, all right, and then there are also some Cup Series regulars now who have won there in the Truck Series. So Christopher Bell, Ross Chastain, Bubba Wallace, Cole Custer, and Justin Haley all will be racing this upcoming Sunday. Uh, you know what? Oh, are you going to steal my pick? Probably. Oh, dang it. I would watch out for the 23. Oh, wait. Oh. oh. No. We thought you were going to say 20. I thought you were going to say oh, 20. No, the no, 20 no, no, is no. my pick. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm watch, watch out for the 23. I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot of um, synergy around that place, especially for Bubba mm -hmm. and what the Stewart family did for him when he was in the 43, I think. He's going to have a good showing. He, uh, he's comfortable at the track. He's going to have to probably do some shifting over there. So I think he'll be all right with that. It's gonna, he's going to be fast. He's been fast the last couple of weeks. I think that continues. All right, Kim teased her pick. Yeah, I teased my pick. It's the 20. <laughs> as long as he shakes off this weekend. He got into some issues here this weekend at Charlotte Motor Speedway. But JGR has been fast. I told you guys Christopher Bell is getting into the playoffs. He's got to have a win to he do did. it. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think he's – I think – it's Christopher Bell for me out of those guys. Low-hanging fruit for me. Most speed week in and week out all season long, the one, Ross Chastain. Give it track house all day long for me. Um, all right, we're heading Worldwide Technology Raceway. It is going to be an exciting one for the NASCAR Cup Series. We don't know what to expect <laughs> on Sunday. Neither do these drivers. Um, so let's pick who is in victory lane on Sunday. <laughs> Whoa, sorry about that. Attack by bugs. Um, all right, Mom. We're live at the track. That, that, means, that means you get to go first. Oh, sweet. Um, <laughs> they really threw me off there. Uh, you know, I, I, I like my bubble pick out of that group. And 
Oh, are you going to ride Bubba to the wind? You know what? I am. I'm no. going I'm to ride 23-11. Last time, I, you know what happened last time I picked 23-11 to win a race? I'm sure they won. They won a race. Enough Kurt Busch, I know. Well, yeah. you're stealing my thunder again because I was going to ride that wave to the wind, too. Before we even knew we had to do these matchups uh -huh. from previous series winners, I had already decided on Christopher Bell for the win. Oh, I you're going C-Bell. C-Bell. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, so, yep. C-Bell, nice. victory lane. All right, I'm going to continue the trend of apparently we're going to have a winner in the 20s. Um, but I am also going to continue my trend of picking the unknown. The 20s, like... Yeah, no, no, I get yeah. it. I'm just wondering which Expect 20. Expect the oh. unexpected. I picked him for the LA Clash. Uh, he wins the Clash at the Coliseum. Um, I picked him for Bristol Dirt last season. He went out and won that one. See, for the she had to go one. back to last you season because like, he had it. I'm still going with the 22 with Joe Logano. That's my pick. I think he gets it done on Sunday. We'll see if I'm right or wrong. He and Paul Wolf seem to have that magic combination when we have no idea what the combination may be. Uh, we'll make sure and tune in to the NASCAR Cup Series racing at Worldwide Technology Raceway this Sunday at 3.30 p.m. on FS1. Once again, it is Memorial Day. There is a reason why we get to race. It is for all of those that paid the ultimate sacrifice for our freedom. Thank you so much. Thank you will never be enough, but we thank you and we appreciate you. You guys have a very safe Memorial Day and we'll see you right back here next week on Backseat Drivers. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Backseat Drivers. Make sure to rate, review, and follow to stay up to date on each new episode dropping every Monday.